And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Greenlight Reviews is back with our review of the day, Quantum of Solace. I'm Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. All right, now everybody get out your papers and pencils Mm -hmm. because I'm going to give you definitions. Okay. Quantum, a unit quantity of energy, the amount required or desired. Mm -hmm. Solace, comfort in time of distress. So Quantum of Solace is about... James Bond, right. trying to get over his sadness at losing the woman he loved in the last film, Casino Royale. So it means small measure of comfort. Small measure of comfort. Right. He is seeking revenge for the death of Vesper Lind. Exactly. In the meantime, he is assigned to stop an environmentalist mm-hmm. from taking control of Bolivia, of all places, of their water supply. And, of course, they do very cruel things to people as well. The film starts out with a car chase. You don't even know who's in the cars half the time. Mm-hmm. And then there is an astonishing foot chase and a tremendous fist fight. You can't catch your breath for the first 10 minutes of this movie. It starts out terrifically and the action hardly ever stops. I cannot remember a film with so much action after action after action after action. I liked this Bond picture because it's no frills Bond. This is James Bond without the gadgets, without the clever repartee. You don't even hear Bond, James Bond, his signature line. I did miss that, by the way. Well, they did have it in the original cut, but they took it out because the scene didn't work. Daniel Craig in this picture, I think Les is a real man of determination. He's a doer. He's a guy on a mission. He's going to find out the person and going to get his ounce of flesh for killing that beautiful girl, Vesper, whom he truly loved. There's a lot going on here, and I think Daniel Craig really pulls it off. He never loses his concept of what he's supposed to be doing in this movie. It's very good. Very well done. I think it's very well done, too. I have to talk a little bit about the supporting cast. Okay. Of course, Judy Dench, Dame Judy Dench, is back as M, mm-hmm. who is Bond's boss. And it's wonderful to watch these two together. Because unlike the male M's through all the years of Connery and Mm -hmm. Roger Moore, M has a real feeling about James Bond, and it's not all loving and sympathetic. Right. They are very tough with each other, and M does some things that are pretty scary. But Judi Dench is, as always, wonderful, and I loved the scenes between the two of them. And there are many. Many of them. Mm -hmm. The Bond girl of the day, Mm -hmm. her name is Camille in the film. She is played by the gorgeous Olga Kurilenko. She is fabulous looking. Again, she's very, very tough. She's been around the block a couple of times and nobody better mess with her. (laughs) The villain, those of you who saw or remember The Diving Bell and the Butterfly, Mm -hmm. brilliant performance by Mathieu Amalric. Here he plays Dominic Green. He is the environmentalist. He is the really, really bad person and he plays it very quietly. He doesn't do a lot of yelling and screaming. He doesn't do a lot of threatening. But when you look at his face, Mm -hmm. he has the eyes of a serpent. I think one thing that we can mention here is that the villains, they're not caricatures like the early villains were. I'm thinking of the guy who played Jaws, Richard Kyle. He had the wired mouth. Right. There's none of that in this movie. This is a very real kind of villain. And the other thing about it is that this green character is not out to rule the world. He's really 
really just out to cause some headaches. And he wants to make a massive profit on selling the water rights back to these poor folks that live in Bolivia. It's not exactly the kind of high stakes that we've seen in previous Bond movies. I have to also mention Jeffrey Wright for the second time around. He plays Felix Leiter, who is the American CIA guy. And again, he's not the kind of joking Mm -hmm. buddy of Bonds and all the other films. Here, you don't quite know whether to trust him or not. Exactly. And there is only one very, very short scene between Bond and Felix Leiter. But again, the last moment of that scene is fabulous. I have to go back, though, and talk about who really owns the picture. And that's Daniel Craig. There is no question about it. This guy, from the moment he comes out and we see him up on that big screen, he commands your attention. And from the moment the movie begins until the last scene, Daniel Craig controls the movie. And really, nobody looks better in a tuxedo than Daniel Craig, and he only wears it for maybe five minutes. But he's so cool. He's just a great, great actor to be playing this part. I absolutely agree with you. The other thing about this version of the Bond character is played by Daniel Craig. He's been toughened up quite a bit. And I think that was important to do after we went through the decades and eras of Pierce Brosnan and Roger Moore, who were more glamour guys than they were serious agents. It doesn't hurt that Daniel Craig is very charismatic, but he has a different kind of good looks. It's more from the Steve McQueen type rather than the pretty boy, glamour boy. Very good point, Anne. You're absolutely right. In fact, he looks a little bit like Steve McQueen. He does. Incidentally, Quantum of Solace comes from a short story that's contained in the Ian Fleming book, For Your Eyes Only. That's right. And I think you pointed out that Quantum of Solace is also the first sequel to a Bond movie, and the action is supposed to take place within hours of the end of Casino Royale. That's right. It really answered a lot of questions that we were left with watching Casino Royale. Any disappointments for you? I have a couple. I have a couple. Number one, I did not enjoy the song under the titles at all. Neither did I. And I thought they should have played the regular Bond theme. They leave that for the final credit sequence, and I really think that that song is so identifiable, the way that the music sequence builds. It's just great when you sit down and you go to a Bond movie and you hear that music. You know you're in for a great ride. I'm sorry that they tinkered with that. I think that all of us who have sat through all of the Bond films have to realize the world has changed, times have changed, and so have the Bond films. They're still very, very exciting. They're still fun to watch. They're a lot more violent than the earlier ones, which is okay here because they're violent in not a gruesome way. Exactly. Director Mark Forrester did a very good job, I think. I'm not so sure that action is his main gig. I think he's probably better at doing dramatic movies, but he did a very, I guess, efficient job at uh, getting all those stunts choreographed and, of course, edited in that very exciting way. And, of course, the film was written by Academy Award winner Paul Haggis Mm -hmm. and by Neil Purvis. Right. So there were a lot of very, very good people involved with this. And while I didn't love it quite as much as I loved Casino Royale, I still had a very good time. I'm still so glad that I got a chance to see it. And I really, really admire Daniel Craig. So 
putting all these things together, I am giving Quantum of Solace a green light. Well, because of Daniel Craig and the sheer novelty, I might add, of seeing adults in a movie playing characters who are actual grown-ups, this was thrilling to me to see a movie (laughs) where people actually acted their age. So for me, Quantum of Solace gets a quorum of green lights. Very, very good. Two green lights from... Anne and myself for Quantum of Solace. Until next time, I am Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And we're looking forward to seeing you having a great time at the movies. Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book. And together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.